Welcome to Save As Ability, a podcast to educate and inform you about disability employment issues. My name is David Darkangelo, and I'm your disability policy expert. Hello once again, everybody. It's David Darkangelo back with you for another Save As Ability. We've got a great guest today, Neil Romano. Before we bring in Neil, I just want to thank everybody for the great response we've been getting so far. Please like, share, and subscribe. Share this with your friends so we can build our audience and help get our message out. Well, today we're back talking about employment for people with disabilities. And who better to do that with maybe than somebody who's produced more employment for people with disabilities than just about anybody else in the United States. He's done that when he was the Assistant Secretary of Labor uh, at the U.S. Federal Department of Labor, uh, the Office of Disability Employment Policy in particular. And I've gotten to know Neil from our joint service together in the National Council on Disability. So we're going to welcome in Neil Romano. Neil, hope you're having a great day. Hey, David. Thank you. Great to be here. Sure. And I know we've had so many of these discussions offline. It was a kind of a natural extension to do this now on our podcast. We're here in October, National Disability Employment Awareness Month, as you know well. And so let's just have a conversation here about people with disabilities and what we can do to get the labor participation rate up and to get people with disabilities employed. So sure. really, let's start at a high level. Like, Why is employment important for people with disabilities? You know, David, that's a great question. I, I, you know, I always turn that back on the person who asks that question on my audience by saying, why is employment good? important to you, uh, you know, to a person without a disability or anybody. I mean, employment um, in and of itself is, you know, we all make fun of our jobs and so on and so on. But the fact of the matter is people want to work and really love to work. And it becomes part of who they are. It shouldn't be all of who they are, but it should be part of who they are. And frankly, um, you know, I have always seen employment uh, for myself personally, and for many, many people, as part of their way of contributing, not only contributing to society, but contributing to their families, contributing to their community, uh, contributing. And I, uh, I, I put a head on it by saying, you know what? It's very difficult uh, in society to not work. And I want uh, the people in your audience who are working to think about what they would be like without their job. Nobody likes it. And people with disabilities don't like it either, and they really want to participate. Yeah, I think that's right. It does help define you. I think last episode I talked about uh, if you were to see somebody in the grocery store and, and strike up a conversation sure. with them, invariably one of the first things you're going to talk about is, well, what do you do? And you know, yeah. so, so, Neil, let's go a little bit deeper now. Okay. Really, which people with disabilities that we're talking about here. Disability is such a large thing and the ADA definition, there's 67 different definitions. Yeah. We've talked about that on previous episodes. So let's help the audience here understand which people with disabilities we're talking about in terms of these employment outcomes. Okay. Well, I mean, from my point of view, um, you should never judge a person, no matter what the nature of their disability is, based upon what they can't do. You have to judge people based upon what they can do. So in the final analysis, when you ask me who, it's anyone who appears for employment or anyone who wants to be employed should be employed. And we should figure out how to do that. You know, it's interesting that we now, uh, you know, in uh, 2023, 
you know, we we forget that it was only not 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 even fifty years ago that people with disabilities, especially intellectual disabilities, were completely shunted off the American scene. Now, with uh, with ADA and with IDEA, what we've discovered is that people with disabilities have a huge amount of talent, and they're just being wasted. So, from my point of view, which is which is horribly sad, from my point of view. It really has to do with what a person can do and not their disability. I always talk about the fact that, you know, I do some work for Major League Baseball and for the athletic trainers. And we, we always run this thing with baseball players who have disabilities. And there are a great many of them. Everything from, uh, everything from intellectual disabilities to, uh, to physical disabilities. We have a guy who is a Cy Young Award winner who is blind in one eye. Uh, and then very limited in the other. We have a guy who's thrown a no-hitter who's only had one hand. If people had looked at them as a person with a disability, they would have never gotten the talent. And that's pretty much the way we should look at it. Yeah, I agree. It makes me want to warm my arm up, by the way, uh, there, because you know I'm legally blind too, as you know. So, uh, So let's talk a little bit about what people can do to help improve employment outcomes for people with disabilities and opportunities. To me, it's about access to opportunity, right? Sure, uh, you know, a- absolutely. I mean, a part of, the, part of the issue has always been, David, that a lot of companies and a lot of people are functioning on a legacy model, a model that says that people with disabilities can't. And quite frankly, that has been the model that people think of. Um, there, have, uh, there have been studies that said, hire people with disabilities, but hide them because people don't want to see them in the workplace. Things like that are really damaging. The fact is, you the way you, you change your attitude, and I, I always put it back on the individual. You know, we can wait for systemic change. We can wait for the business to change. We can wait for any of the change. We have to change. The individual has to change. The individual within the company has to say, I'm giving that guy a shot. He's got all of the abilities He's got all of the aptitude to do it. He has the education to do it. He has what we need to do this job, whatever that might be, and to look at the person that way. You know, some of the, some of the issues that have been raised over the years is that people with disabilities, you hire them, you can't get rid of them. You know, you hire them, they, you know, they're going to sue you. You're going to hire them. They're going to wear things that will. All of that's been proven false. And, you know, and then you have people who concerned about, well, the cost of accommodation. I have to tell you, that is one of the weakest things in the business world is talking about accommodation. I actually call, I refuse to use the word accommodation for someone who's trying to get a job. I use the word productivity enhancement. If I have someone with limited vision who says he needs a screen reader, what am I going to say to him? No screen reader? You know, you only have to do 20% of what the guy next to you is doing. It's an absurdity. If you think about it anywhere in business, if someone is tearing up the street, would you say to them, do it with a hammer and a chisel? Or would you say, here's a power hammer, go out there and get the job done. So, you know, the idea of, you know, of, uh, of accommodations and things like that, that's really been proven, been proven to be absolutely false within the narrative. And we have- What is it? Ask Jan did it. It's less than 500 bucks for the most 
accommodations. It's yeah, it's and a low cost. And you're, thing. Uh, David, you're on the high side. There are the the you know uh, most of them are not are nothing, right? Most of them are tweaking a policy or something. Oh, I mean, I remember I worked for a very large. Uh, I worked for one of the largest corporations in the world on this issue, and they had an automatic fifty accommodations they would give a person with a disability that all they needed to do was ask for it. I mean, one of those big, big accommodations was a chair. They needed a stool that they could sit on when running a cash register. I remember thinking, that's really hard. That That's tough. That had to cost them about $12 because that's one of the things they sell are stools. Uh, take one off the shelf and give it to the guy. I mean, it has to be, you have to look at the value of the human being. You have to, as a business, as an individual, you have to say, you know, part of my my job as an employer in the past is to make help make my employees successful. That's all it's about. And pull the talent out of the person, know how to do that, and and they're gonna love you for it. And you're gonna get a great, great talent. Yeah, and there's data that supports everything you're saying, and you know, the fact that so many disabilities are non-apparent disabilities and you may not encounter it. Uh, uh, you know, think of somebody as a person with a disability just by encountering them. So, all right, Neil, well, as we wrap up here, any last thoughts about people with disabilities and employment here for October National Disability Employment Awareness Month? You know, David, uh, first of all, I want to thank you for everything you've done and you continue to do for on behalf of people with disabilities. And as a person with a disability, I think it's just important because you just mentioned people that you don't notice. I'm a person with a disability uh, and I have never gotten jobs in my career. I have created my own companies and or, like I said, the first person who ever hired me for a real job was to be the assistant secretary of labor for the United States. If you think about that, uh, that's really kind of an interesting thing. But the fact of the matter is, I'm just saying, look at people I want to reiterate, please, not just in business, but everywhere, look at people for what they can do. Look at a person for their human ability, their inherent God-given rights. Look at them that way. Treat them that way, which should be easy to remember to do because it's the way you want to be treated. Yeah, that's the golden rule, Neil. We agree on that. And I think we both agree that our free enterprise system really provides these opportunities. So uh, there's so much going on in society right now. I just really appreciate your positivity and focus on looking at ability first, right? Yeah. You can't have a disability without first having ability. Right. And so uh, that's kind of segueing in, by the way, to people, stay tuned for our next episode. We're going to be talking about perseverance. We're going to go a little bit away from employment, but still talk about people with disabilities and perseverance. Neil, thank you so much for what you do. Great guest. I have a feeling we may be having you back as a guest in the future here going I forward. I David. Anytime. All right. It's well, you. terrific. So again, please like, share, subscribe for us. We're trying to get our message out about people with disabilities. We appreciate you. I'm so thankful. Hope you have a great day. For more information about disability employment issues, please visit our website, disabilityemploymentsolutions.com. The Save As Ability podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, our YouTube channel at Disability Policy Expert or wherever you stream your podcasts. Subscribe, stream, rate, and review our shows. 
Your ratings and reviews help our show reach new audiences. Produced by Pod Pro Entertainment. Save As Ability lives within a network of podcasts located at podproentertainment.com. Hashtag the new radio. Again, my name is David Darkangelo, and I'm your disability policy expert. Until next time. Thank you. I hope you have a great day.